What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Life Camera Bro Podcast. My name is Jared. I'm here alongside my co-host, Andrew. And in this podcast series, which is a five-part series, we are diving into video podcasting, um, podcasting about podcasting, kind of meta there, and everything kind of in between what it takes to run a strategy about um, uh, run a strategy for podcasting if you'd like to execute, why you should be thinking about a strategy to execute, um, and also talking about things like how to ri- uh, reach your audience with rich media and build long-form content so that you can have enough content for your content cycle. We're also talking about the ins and outs of what it takes to build this media and uh, what the team essentially looks like because it does take quite a team to to build this type of strategy and execute it properly. And kind of like the benefits of why you'd want to do this, uh, especially now in the given time. So let's go ahead and get started here on episode three, which we are dubbing with, for lack of a better term, kind of like the promised land. So we talked about in the first two episodes, like the overall view of, of our thoughts on this. The second episode was more about kind of like what's at stake, who's going to excel or decel in this environment. Um, you know, if you, if you decide to take on this strategy, how it's going to benefit you, if you decide not to, what does that look like? And now we're going to talk about, okay, so you did take on this strategy. What's the future look like? So Andrew, why don't you kick us off yeah, and give yeah, us a little bit about that? Sure. So, um, you know, I think our goal in this episode is to, like you said, kind of paint a little bit of a picture on what the results might look like if you were to execute this kind of like video podcast, YouTube strategy. So I think, you know, ultimately the goal when we always see YouTube and podcasting as two top of channel funnels or top of funnel channels, excuse me, um, you know, the podcast usually lives on the typical podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, like all the places where you typically find all your favorite podcasts, right? Um, and so that's one top of funnel channel where you are basically looking to get the, I guess the conversion you're looking for is downloads or listens, right? Um, and then the other channel that you have is YouTube, right? And with YouTube, obviously, you're trying to get views on your videos, subscribes to your channel, right? And that's essentially what we're trying to build is an ecosystem where we're trying to get ears on your podcast and eyeballs on your YouTube videos, right? But there's more, there's a lot more than just that, right? Because what is, how do you translate those YouTube views or those podcast listens into leads and eventually customers, right? Um, and it's the same kind of idea like when you look at a blog post, right? You've got people engaging with your blog post and they're landing on your site. Maybe they're finding it through search and they're reading your blog post. And that blog post, you know, maybe they decide to give you their email address so they can get more blog posts through your subscribe button, right? Or maybe they just check out a couple more pages on your website and bounce from there, right? So the idea here is like you, we, we want to take your one channel, which is your podcast channel, right? And the other channel, which is your YouTube channel and translate that into some sort of lead generation funnel, right? And I think this is where most people sort of miss the big picture, right? Which is that that's great. These podcast uh, platforms like Apple Podcasts are 
and YouTube are great for getting eyeballs and ears, but what do you actually do with those eyeballs and ears and how do you actually turn that into a conversion, right? And so what happens is usually, depending on the video or the podcast episode, there's gotta be a call to action there. And typically that call to action has gotta lead someone back to a very specific landing page that has some sort of offer that is valuable enough for them to give you your, their email address, right? This is, we've been talking about this forever. This is no secret to any marketers out there, right? But for some reason, a lot of people just don't connect the YouTube channel or the podcast for that matter back to a very specific place where they want someone to land on their website, right? Because the next step from there, and I, I don't see any other way around this is lead generation, right? right? Is that you want to get that lead into your CRM so you can start doing more things like email marketing. You can do retargeting on social. Um, you know, you can do more segmentation and those types of lead scoring, those types of things. So, you know, again, the YouTube channel and the podcast are just really a means to an end, right? And the future for you is that now you've got two more lead gen channels that are going to feed your content assets that are actually going to help you to complete lead gen. So I think what the future looks like is you probably have a couple new rich media channels, right? With a podcast channel and a YouTube channel. And you're going to build a new funnel for those channels to help you with lead generation, right? And the, the length and the shape and all that kind of stuff of the funnel really depends on what you're you're selling, right? It's going to be very different for a B2B company selling $15,000 a month enterprise software, right? From a company that's selling like 999 widgets on Amazon, right? The funnel looks very different for both of them. But the same general idea is to get top of funnel traffic by trying to get a YouTube channel or a podcast channel out there. Right. Yeah, and I think we kind of touched on this in the last episode. The aspect of building rich media gives you a much more flexible way to talk about your content, a much yep. richer, for lack of a better term, richer way to talk about your content. Um, you can create brand affinity a lot easier. And you actually touched on a really good point when you do eventually get to that sales call um, and you're ready to possibly talk one-on-one, -on -one, there's a good chance that they know who you are way before you've even talked to them because they've gotten a chance yep. to kind of get to know you uh, a lot, a lot of the podcasts that I actually listen to, I always make the mistake. I'm like, oh man, I should call this guy up because I feel like I know them. Um, but you know, <laughs> obviously, it's a one way, it's a one way street in that regard. But um, yep. but it makes that feeling like you do have a lot in common with them. You do have a way to connect with them outside of just the product and service that they're looking for. Um, okay, so we've kind of broken that down. Let's talk about the future and how this entire thing kind of works and what it looks like to build out yeah. these things. So this is like, this is like the episode with the meat and potatoes. Like, how do we do this? Yeah. So, um, I, I think we should first start with a concept of pillar content, right? And, um, this is no secret out there. I mean, you hear Gary Vaynerchuk and yeah. like all these people kind of talk about this process, but the idea is like the reason why we recommend, a video podcast as the primary way 
to get growth from a YouTube channel so you can start generating top of funnel traffic to your lead gen pages on your website or wherever is because a video podcast actually gives you the ability to create one single piece of pillar content. And typically that's going to be like a 30 minute long video podcast, exactly like we're doing right now, right? We're using Skype right now to do this. Um, but you could also, uh, do it like a much more, I guess, produced version of it, which is we would go into a studio, set up multiple cameras, have, you know, really good audio gear and all that stuff. Right. But the idea is regardless of how you record it, audio only through online or through online audio and video or like, like kind of live action production, right. That you take that 30 minute piece of pillar content, you strip out the audio, right. And you take the audio and you put that on the podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all that stuff. So now you're getting indexed on those platforms and you're now searchable on those audio-only platforms, right? But then you take the video version of that 30-minute you know, recording that you just did, like we are right now, and then you upload that entire 30-minute episode to YouTube, right? So anyone who wants to actually watch the audio and the video, they can do watch the full episode through YouTube. But if we just did that, that would be a hell of a waste, right? right? For all the work that we did to just record that, right? On top of that, that means that our recommendation typically with YouTube is upload two to four pieces of content a week, right? Um, it's gonna be really hard to produce two to four 30 minute episodes a week, right? right. So the strategy, and this is really where the magic happens, is when Jared and our team goes into post-production, we want to take that 30 minute episode and break that 30 minute episode down into 10 to 15 different one to five minute clips. Yep. Right. Sometimes longer, and like the, seven to 12 minutes as well. Yep. Sure. Yep. And sometimes they're longer. Right. And so the idea there is that each of those clips has a hot take or a highlight from that podcast that's easily digestible. It has value in the content. Right. And then we optimize that for SEO on YouTube. So now, after you have take that 30-minute video clip, which has been turned also, sorry, 30-minute video episode, which has now also been turned into an audio episode, we now have like 15 different clips that we can now upload to YouTube that are all SEO'd around a micro topic, right, related to that specific podcast, right? Then if anyone out there has executed like the pillar page strategy, right? Or the 10 X pillar page or siloing ideas and things like that. It's exactly the same concept with a single episode and breaking down these micro pieces of content across there. So now we can actually upload two to four pieces of content to YouTube a week and their SEO pieces of content for that matter, which means that we're now going to start driving more organic traffic into the views of those videos, right? So doing a 30-minute episode gives you not only a 30-minute video that you can post on YouTube, gives you a 30-minute podcast that you can post on Apple Apple Podcasts, Spotify, et cetera. And then it gives you another 10 to 15 pieces of content that you can reuse for YouTube. And don't even forget about your other channels that you've got social on. Right, like Instagram and Facebook and stories and all that kind of stuff, right? So you just like, with a 30 minute episode that took you 30 minutes to record, you know, obviously some time in pre-production to get ready to record it and a bunch of time in post-production to edit it, 
you just supercharged your entire content strategy, right? Um, and you can't do that with a blog post, right? right? Um, and certainly this is going to take a lot more work than a blog post, but you know, one episode can actually give us months of content to come. So, you know, you, your social media manager is going to really love you. You can be able to provide this much media to him or her. Right. So that's, I think in a nutshell, like I think how you break down kind of the idea of pillar content and then down into micro pieces of content that can be used across all kinds of different platforms. Yeah, man. Well said. Um, I think one thing to touch on in there is that as you're constructing these episodes, it's really important, and you talked about how we pull out these hot takes. We're saying things at specific points in our podcast for a reason, so I think it is important that when you're building the framework and you're strategizing on the creative concept of it, that you think about those type of things. Like, okay, we have a topic, we know what we're going to talk about the topic, but what? how can we make this more digestible so that when we do pull out the clips, it actually kind of makes sense? That's a big part yep. of it. You can, I mean, you can get away with just kind of randomly pulling out things, but the more, um, the more like surgical you can get with that, the the better the piece of content, the micro piece of content actually becomes. And it ultimately yeah. usually becomes an evergreen piece of content. So this is something yep. that you can keep recycling through your pipeline for different stages and different times through multiple parts of the year or years. Yeah. Yeah, and I think another another piece of this is um, so we talk a lot about marketing content, right? Like stuff that we would post on social or on maybe even the website or whatever. But one thing we started to do is we actually use this micro content in cold outreach sequences to from from the sales team. So imagine like a, a you're a B two B SDR, right? You work for a, a SaaS company. Right. Your job is to go out there and prospect and find people who are going to buy your software. Once you find the person, you friend them on LinkedIn, you send them an outbound message. Maybe you even pick up the phone and make a call. Yep. Now, a lot of times, and we've all gotten these emails before, it's like, hi, I'm Andrew from Toby Agency. We're a growth marketing agency. We can help you grow website traffic and get you more leads and blah, blah, blah. Do you have time for a 15-minute call? Right. We all get those emails from you know salespeople all over the place and biz dev people. I think in this case, rather than lead with that email, go and do some research on the person say or the company and say, hey, look, I'm Andrew. I'm from Toby Agency. I noticed that you haven't actually done a podcast and or YouTube channel. And the way your brand is positioned, it would be really good for your salespeople to have podcast or audio content. Here's a clip of a podcast that my business partner and I did, which talks about this exact idea. Uh, check it out and let me know what you think, right? So rather than asking them for that stupid 15-minute meeting or blah, 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 I'm actually giving them a, a, a clip which explains our point of view on things. It allows them to see me, hear my tone of voice, hear I present things, hopefully maybe even build some trust with that person at that point, right? Um, and if they engage with that, I there's actually analytics and uh, tools that you can use with platforms like HubSpot and Wistia and Vidyard, which will actually tell you as the SDR that that person watched your video and played it through a certain percentage, right? That's really powerful, right? And I think if, obviously, if someone's going to take, you know, 45 seconds to click on that video and watch it through, I think you might actually have a pretty warm lead there that you might want to maybe pick up the phone and call, you know? Yep. So um, just something to think about, you know, if, 
you're you're a B2B like SDR, you're running a sales team, that this kind of content can actually be really helpful in terms of getting open rates and reply rates and engagement with cold emails and things like that. Yeah, and I think just going into this, like if you're a, a particular brand or a company that has something that might be hard to convey, like the messaging across, you know, it's really hard to say and, you know, 140 characters or what, whatever your your yep. small email is, um, you know, doing it in this format gives you a lot longer of a tale to explain and yep. talk really in depth about what you're providing, why you'd be the best company to look at, um, even some case studies you can interview other customers that you've already had. So this yep. it gives you like just it opens up the gate to to a like multitude of different ways that you can now talk about your content. Uh, and then you get those clips out of it. And again, going back to your sequencing, you can, you know, you can say, Hey, look, we know exactly what you're facing. Check out this clip from this episode where I interviewed one of our other case studies that had the exact same problem. And you can see that, you know, how it helped them. Um, and it gives you, you know, like you said, it gives you a more, I guess, probably a, hopefully a, a better starting ground of trust. Is really like the I think so. You know, like, and again, it's all about intelligence. Like, you want to, you want to, as a salesperson, and we've only got so many time to do so many reach outs, right? right? You only want to do your reach outs to the most qualified leads, right? Right. So, someone just watched your video 80% through that you included in your email. That goes immediately to the top of your to-do list as a person to follow up on, right? And there's all kinds of sales automations, and we build this for our clients all the time, where like, for example, like, let's say you a prospect, you know, I'm trying to reach out to a company to sell my products or services. The person I reached out to played that video 80% through. You can set up a sales automation to create a task for yourself automatically to go and reach out to that person now yeah. that they've played that video through. So it's an example of, like, using sales automation to enable your sales team to leverage this content to drive more sales and be more efficient with the way that they're prospecting and reaching out to people. And sometimes um, you only have one shot to reach out yeah. to that person, right? So you've got to put your best yep. foot forward. So the more information and, you know, relatable content that you can give them ahead of time yep. will hopefully increase that, that chance. Yeah. And one, one thing I wanted to actually point out was in this environment, you know, with this coronavirus and all this other stuff. And as we go, events become much more difficult to attend um, and they're obviously expensive to attend. I think what you're going to start to see over the coming months is that there is going to be a ton of outbound emailing and SDR activity. Right. Companies are going to go back to cold prospecting. Not, not to say that they never stopped it, so I, that's not the right way to say it. But um, cold prospecting is going to increase. You're going to get a ton more of those really bad, can you, do you have 15 minutes of your time email emails? So if you are going to invest in outbound sales strategies, you got to separate yourself from every other SDR that's using the same damn strategy, right? right? So equip your sales team with more content to allow them to get those cold prospects to engage with them by separating yourself out from all the typical SDR kind of activity, right? Yeah. So using the really strategy can help both marketing and it can help sales as well. And that's actually like with our B2B clients, right? Like that's exactly how they're leveraging it. They're using the podcast content to generate leads, but their salespeople who are going outbound and cold are leveraging the micro clips to basically drive more engagement with cold email outreach. Right. 
Yep. And then, of course, you know, obviously going back, circling back to YouTube, you know, if it's just sitting out there in the ether of YouTube, you have that much more of a chance on those three billion searches to to get somebody, yep. you know, it's just another channel. And uh, I know it, it sounds like a lot of work and it is a lot of work, but, um, you know, properly thought through and, um, you know, if you if you take the time to like actually strategize it the correct way, it's actually really helpful. And it, it's, it's yep. a great channel to to use. Yep. Yep. For sure. And I think maybe like one last thought to kind of like leave everyone here is, um, I, I, I think business has become a lot more informal in a lot of ways. And I guess what I mean by that is like, um, yeah, dude, we're wearing t-shirts every, right now. Yeah. We're wearing, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, people are working from home a lot more these days. And, you know, I think employers are generally a little more flexible with people like, the, the concept of a nine to five, like you've got to clock in and clock out. Obviously, that's always going to be around, but I think more employers are open to like letting their employees like kind of manage their own time. And I think the less formal a business can be in the way that they market and sell to mm-hmm. their customers, the more they connect culturally with their customers, right? And so, like, we talked about Trader Joe's, um, you know, and how Trader Joe's on uh, as this, like, really whimsical kind of brand. And they, you know, in their newsletter, they tie in all these, like, current events and stuff into their that, that little, like, newspaper that they do. Um, you know, I think ultimately, like, what the future looks like is not just the strategy that we just defined, right, and how you can build content and growth out of, like, a podcast and uh, a YouTube channel, but the future also looks like the podcast and YouTube channel becomes a way to communicate culturally yeah. with your customers. So maybe you are talking about current events on your podcast where, um, you know, where you might not have done that before, right? So I think the cultural aspect in almost spinning your brand in a way, in, in presenting your brand to the customer as more of a humanized company, right, um, is, is another, like, really good benefit. And I think um, – in the future, companies are going to be more like represented as like people, like yeah. it's an actual person, like a living thing, right? As opposed to like this, like kind of more sterile, like we're we're a brand right. marketing right. to you. It's almost like you want to be a person. Yeah, it's going to go back person, to the old you know? school, like J.C. Penny. You know, that was a person. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, like that's it's just it's yep. kind of coming back around that way, right? Um, and sure. one, one thing sure. that we, we, uh, we're not going to expand on this, but just to think about just food for thought at the end of this episode and series using these can also be a really great recruiting tool if you're recruiting talent. Yep. Um, because again, yep. they get a chance to know you, the company, you as the person, what you stand for. Um, in some cases we've seen cultural podcasts that only are internal and it's just for the yep. internal channels. So just something to yep. think about and chew on. Um, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about diving into this rich media environment. All right, cool. That's going to do it for episode three on season two, Lights, Camera, Grow. If you guys like this podcast, don't forget to rate, subscribe, tell a friend about it if you're in the audio format. If you're on the video, don't forget to share the video, like it, give us a comment, tell us what you think about it. You can find all these videos on our YouTube channel. Uh, and we will see you on episode four. Bye.